This is Lori LeShan coming to you from the Cabin drive through in Stevenson, Washington, bringing you coffee and chi. If you stumbled across this podcast, then you're probably someone that is looking to live a high vibe lifestyle, just like me. You're in the right place. My passion is helping people create simple yet powerful daily routines that support high vibration living. For over six years, I have been educating others about the amazing power of true therapeutic plant medicine. And this education has also sent me on this wonderful journey, exploring so many various kinds of natural health alternative options. And I want to share this with you. So today, let's dive in. Welcome to today's episode. I have to say that I have really been loving sharing this podcast with the world. Each week, I have been so excited to introduce you to each new guest, and I'm loving all the content that they're sharing with us. All great new tools to live a high vibe lifestyle and help us to better understand our own inner selves. Our next guest will bring more great wisdom on this topic. One of my personal passions is helping people wake up to the power that exists within each and every one of us. And what a better person to explain this <laughs> And is our next guest. I'm so excited to share with you Karen Murphy. Karen is an intuitive energy practitioner, Akashic record reader, and spiritual empowerment entrepreneur. She offers her services through personal sessions, readings, workshops, retreats, and courses. And Karen shares that she experiences heaven on earth when sharing emotional intelligence tools, energetic self-regulation practices, and manifestation activations. She is also an indie mama to two young people and loves working with other mamas consciously to raise today's amazing kids. And I first met Karen and I was introduced to the Akashic Record, um, the Akashic Reading Blueprint actually about six months ago at a women's retreat. And this blueprint provided so much insight and it, it basically reaffirmed much of what I had wondered about my personal journey. It also gave me new information and it's just really quite fascinating. And I hope that you get the chance to experience your own Akashic reading blueprint. As I look outside today at the beautiful leaves of fall and the incredible sunshine that we're experiencing here in the Pacific Northwest in the Columbia River Gorge. This is not typical of this time of year, but I'm reminded that fall does bring about a lot of change. We've just adjusted to the time change, the darkness is coming, and so does the holidays, and the holidays can be so intense energetically for so many of us. So make sure to take advantage of the beautiful full moon energy that is happening this week and let go of the things that are no longer serving you at this moment. The full moon is a great time to do that. It's also a great time to begin a gratefulness practice. So if you haven't already began to create a self-care routine or ritual that you might call it, um, this can really be a great time to start something like that and to help support you through the holidays as we move into the new year. And another tool that you might want to use um, for self-care is to do a cleanse a digestive cleanse. 
and my essential oil community will begin an internal cleanse starting in January. It's a 30-day cleanse. If this is something that's of interest to you for the new year, um, please contact me and I can get you more information on how you can participate um, with us on that. Now, let's dive into the wisdom of Karen Murphy. So we are here with Karen Murphy. Hello, Karen. I'm so glad you're here today. How are you? Hi, Laurie. <laughs> it's good to be here. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm, um, before we get started, of course, I want to ask you, what is in your coffee cup this morning? Uh, so I am a yerba mate drinker, which Ooh, is in yeah. America. And um, yeah, that's my go-to every morning. I, I do it in a French press. So today I added uh, cinnamon chips. Cause Yum. That sounds <laughs> wonderful. It's a good warming, stimulating drink. Um, do you you have the well the cinnamon chips? Is there anything else you do with it? Um, sometimes I'll put ginger, but mm -hmm. other straight up basic. I buy it from a company in Ashland, Oregon, actually, so not too far away. They um, direct source with families in I think Argentina. Wow, that's a wonderful drink and a very, isn't it very, really good for the brain as well? Yeah, lots of good antioxidants and it's similar to coffee in that it kind of is a stimulant but doesn't have the jittery effect, I guess. I love it. I haven't drunk on coffee in a long time, although I love the aroma, so I like hanging out with people who drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> hanging out in coffee shops. <laughs> you know, I've, I've had people, you know, at our coffee shops, some people have said they there's, I've heard of people that like don't drink coffee at all, but then they just love the smell, but they don't like the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to dive into um, some of your, some of your work and um, maybe some tips on emotional and energetic health and soul alignment. Um, you do what is called um, the well, readings of the Akashic record. Is that correct? I'm saying that. And yeah, sure. I absolutely loved when you did a reading for me a few months ago at a retreat we were at, and it was so incredib incredibly accurate that, um, that, can you tell us a little bit about, um, about the Akashic Record? And I'd love to know too, kind of like your journey, like how you um, started to learn about the Akashic Record. I guess that's two questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me think if I should go forwards or backwards. <laughs> um, well, the Akashic Records, it's, it's a big concept. So it's okay, it, you know, to kind of let the linear mind go and not try and wrap our minds around it. And it's sort of, but it, it is something that, that everyone has access to at their own heart center. And so vibrationally, you could tune in and you could be like, what? what is this connection with the Akashic Record and notice a resonance or notice what you feel as opposed to go in it trying to figure it out with the mind. But essentially it's this ocean of vibrational, you know, a, a multidimensional ocean of storage where energetic storage essentially where all your actions and choices as a soul, as a human are recorded and stored. So it's all vibrationally still there. 
And so at the vibrational level, we can, we can actually access it or we can, we can practice accessing it for ourselves to glean insight, to connect with that sort of higher awareness of ourselves. And, um, and then some of us choose to go deep dive in and train to, to open those records and access useful information for other people. And that's what I've done. And so if we think about like, um, you know, the multidimensional world, again, is, not, is another concept that's beyond the linear mind. But if we think about it like a, a, a layered cake, a 10 layered cake or a 15 layered cake, we actually don't, I don't know that we know <laughs> humanly how many layers there are to this cake, but on a soul level, we are, we are active on every single layer. And here in this human experience, we're obviously really active on the third layer, right? The third dimension. And so for most of us, that's the layer that, you know, we, is our reality and we're engaged in 24 seven and that's what, all we see. But the more we vibrationally tune in and meditate or lean in for insight and connection to those higher dimensional aspects of ourselves, we can access, you know, the fourth, fifth, even up to the sixth dimension. And, and those higher dimensions is where the Akashic records are accessible. So like, say the fifth dimension, we don't have to go very far and they're there. And um, yeah, just very fascinating way to to align ourselves with that soul level awareness so how did you how did you find it for yourself <laughs> how did i find it so i began my entrepreneurial career as a conscious parent coach um, it was straight out of my life experience my life was um, kind of was in upheaval mode about 10 years ago, went through a divorce and I became a single parent and moved my kids and kind of navigated us through some really dense emotional waters. And um, that same time I was training to be a conscious parent coach because I knew my family needed it so much. And I was working with other families that were also looking for ways to parent that that offered um, understanding and what's going on with kids when big emotions come up. Because that always seemed to be a sticking point, like, okay, but what happens when they're tantruming? Then what do I do? <laughs> or they're melting down. How can I support them then? And so um, that was my work for a good chunk of time, is supporting families to navigate the big emotions and emotional intelligence, bring that into our parenting. And and I love that work, but I, I hit a wall at some points because sometimes I'd be with parents and, you know, essentially what that work is, is reparenting ourselves as parents because emotional yeah. work is really guiding us back to, to recognizing that we also didn't get exactly what we needed when we were kids. We weren't emotionally met every moment because it's just not possible, right? So there's always some more emotional reparenting to do and so I would support parents to get to that place and sometimes sometimes they would just open up those wells within themselves and just cry and cry and cry and yet there was there, there wasn't that ending of the cathartic experience and so um, I realized there must be some other resourcing that I could bring forward and that's what led me into training to be an energy practitioner. And I studied EFT, emotional freedom technique, which was amazing. And 
a handful of other varieties that are related and similar. And I really brought that forward because that was super useful for, for clearing childhood trauma, which is what was going on with those parents when I had that situation. And that led me into um, the deeper dive of recognizing that, well, what if we were all here, you know, just that recognition that we hear so much is that all of the things I'm seeking outside of myself are right here within me. Oh, but yeah. Me, right? Like, that sounds so good. <laughs> but how do we actually get access to that knowledge and stop feeling the need to look for it over here and over here and over here? And um, that really led me to discover the Akashic Records and the journey of learning how to access them for myself, for my kids, for and then for other people. And now I love it. I feel like I get to be this bridge person who can open that up for each person that I have readings with and say, hey, here's the pathway. Here's, here's some insight that, you know, I just get to reflect back from your higher self to you. And let's, let's make this connection more powerful so that you can go and do it yourself, if inspired. Yeah, I feel like that is such a huge message. The the awareness that is within us is like, yeah. I keep hearing that again and again. And our culture kind of teaches us to look outside ourselves and, and ask others and, and all that, you know, for, for everything when so much is just already inside of us. It's so important. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. Can you tell me kind of what, what would an Akashic reading with you, kind of what does that entail? Mm -hmm. So whenever I sit down to do a reading for someone, um, I'm always trusting that their higher self nudged them to whatever it took for them to get to that place of saying yes to this reading. And so that makes it easy because then I just, um, I gather, I use, I use data about that person to open their Akashic records. So your name, your date of birth, where you were born, and that helps me identify the, the energy and the vibration that I'm seeking in the fields. And I, I connect in with that vibration. So for me, that takes, um, in order to be able to do this, it's, it's a lot of intuitive work. And so to be able to be in my own strong alignment and hold a really strong intuitive container, it's also led me to take really good care of myself. Oh, yeah. I, d I have a really rich morning routine where I'm just like trying, you know, working to get into my own alignment and I watch the things that I'm in adding to my body and the ways I'm engaging my physical body. And so anyway, so when I get to that place of connecting with the Akashic Records, it feels more it feels very fluid and easy when I've been doing all that good work. And then um, I often will start with a question that I receive from whoever I'm working with. So it's one of the things I ask when someone says yes to your reading, I ask, um, what's a specific question or issue that they're challenged by right now? And so I usually start my readings by tuning into the person's higher self awareness, their spirit guide counsel, their soul family, and I I float that question and then I open to receive a telepathic message or visual. I jot that all down and then I go into my questions related to 
their divine soul blueprint. And we could think of the divine soul blueprint like, um, like a map or a script. And it's essentially what you, what each of us has created with our soul to guide us on this specific human adventure that we're on right now. And so there's some specific information in that blueprint that's really useful to know what you're here to embody, what energy you're here to embody, what gifts, what purpose. Um, and so I bring in that information. And okay. then, yeah, the first, the first piece is your energetic signature, which you probably remember, uh, which is like huge part of your gift. And it's really essentially an energy that you're here to emanate. When you're in alignment with your gift, you're like having a big impact in your in your circles, your family, your community. I can see it happening for you, Lori, right here with this podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um and it tells you about what's gonna work for you as far as you know what alignment looks like for you because it's different for every signature. Alignment's going to be different and being out of alignment is going to be different. So that can be useful information. And then the other big piece of the blueprint that we talk about is, or that I bring forward in the reading is your soul family. And this is often a real eye opener for people because it's kind of, it's pretty outside the box, even this box. <laughs> and so, um, and it tells, it tells you where you first began incarnating as a soul when you began having these adventures. And for a lot of us, it wasn't originally on Earth. It was in another star system. So we talk about that. And those resources from that family connection are also available to you here. So understanding what each of those star systems, the energetics are, also tells you more about the resources you have available to you. It's really amazing. Like I, I love the blueprint that so you presented me with my blueprint and it's very yeah. detailed and it was, it's a lot of information, but I, it's for me, I felt it was so accurate. Really, really um, cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. A lot of people say that a lot, what often happens is a lot of it will resonate and then there might be some parts that don't. And that's just curious. I just encourage people to be curious um, because it just might, there are resources that you haven't accessed yet, but they're still there for you. Yeah, and I think what um, what I've loved about uh, you know meeting with different energy workers over the last few years is that mm -hmm. I see patterns, and yeah. it's like wow, this it just all makes sense, and I just think that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big jigsaw puzzle, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like with every linkage too, there's this little activation pop, you know, like there's more being lit up and there's more alignment happening, which is perfect. I love that. Yeah. An activation pop. That's exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And generally it's happening at just the right time. So you mentioned that you have a, you said a morning, uh, morning routine or a ritual. Do you want to share a little bit about that? I'm always yeah. so curious. Yeah, I started doing a morning routine for myself a few years back. And um, I immediately noticed a huge difference in my daily experience. I much I felt um, that I was really 
able to take charge of what I wanted to, to have happen, what I wanted to experience, what I wanted to feel that day, as opposed to just allowing the day to dictate to me what I experienced and what I felt. Um, I kind of set myself on a track and it, it was um, a game changer right away. So things that I love to add to my morning routine are um, some sort of movements. So today I did some Qigong with somebody I follow on, face, on YouTube because um, I don't always get out very easily to get to these kind of classes. So YouTube is an amazing resource. I'd be happy to share who that is because he's really fabulous. Um, so I did a little Qigong. I wrote um, my dreams in my journal. I'll usually do a little bit of journaling and um, step outside, take a little walk. Today I, I have a view of Mount Adams from like half a block from my house. So today I just wow. took a look to get a view of the mountain and then walked back. <laughs> and so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Simple things. Yeah. It makes it, it's huge what nature will do. Like nature is just a huge support for us. And um, sometimes we forget to lean in or just be present when we step out the door, but just stepping out the door and taking a few deep breaths and just tuning into the energy of a tree nearby or a mountain or the grass or anything is hugely supportive. So I just do a couple simple things and sometimes I only have 10 minutes, sometimes I have an hour, it just depends on my day, but even just a few simple things helps a lot. I often will do practice for myself. I like to have a, a repertoire and I just pick and choose, but when I first started, I had um, maybe one movement, one writing, and one um, energy tool. And I did those again and again and again and again. And then I realized, you know what, I need to mix it up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always good to mix it up. Try yeah. things. Let's see what, see what works for you. I know a lot of people are, are have to have young children, you know, so it's tricky to fit in a morning routine, but it is worth waking up just a little bit early to fit it in even 10 or 15 minutes for yourself. And if you do start your day with kids, well, they notice it right away when you've been able to sync up with, you know, your connected self. Oh, and yeah. allows you to be way more present for that morning routine with the family. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And to have, like you said, just to have like a toolbox of things to pull from and, and listening to your heart and listening to what you are drawn to for the day. And that, that again, like you said, we have it inside of us. That's right. That's right. Kind of our guide, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I call it, it's like your inner GPS or your inner compass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what I've, I've noticed, oh, another beautiful practice is to have a gratitude practice. Yeah. I've different phases of maybe doing a gratitude practice for three or four weeks at a time every day. And, um, you really begin to notice how you can shift your vibration quickly by tuning into gratitude, just writing all the things you're grateful for in the morning. And um, you could do, you could write five things you're grateful for that are present in your life. And it's really fun to then write five or 10 things that you're grateful for that aren't yet present, but you're calling in. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Try it because it almost, it's like it activates the experience of having those things already and you begin to notice that they're actually showing up over time. 
So, and your kid, you know, if you have family that you engage with right after your morning routine, they begin to notice. And it's, it's a beautiful practice to demonstrate to kids to develop their own. I mean, that's the idea of this new style of parenting is to raise kids who are also tuning into the fact that they have their own inner guidance, right? Yeah. Up with this knowledge. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think that's so important for children. Yeah. It's so honoring for them to recognize that they are growing. They are the experts on themselves. And although we hold the space for them as parents to grow into that knowledge, the older they get, it's so empowering for them. Oh, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. So would you suggest anything? Um, I mean, the morning routine is so much right there. Would you uh, suggest anything for specifically for like energetic health? daily um that you would suggest people start doing that might be helpful for soul alignment and emotional health yeah you know i know a lot of people um are very empathic so for especially for those folks and a lot of kids today are very empathic which means essentially that they're absorbing a lot emotionally and energetically when they are out and about And it's easy to do that without even realizing you're doing it. You're just absorbing data, right? From the energy environment, from the, in your aura, or, and then it, you know, it lands in your emotional body and your mental body and it affects us. And so I um, think it's a really good practice to begin to notice and read the signals of your your body, your different aspects of your body, your mind, your emotions, your physical body, and your energy body really plays with all of those. So just when you're out and about, begin to notice, just even question to yourself, how is my body feeling right now? Because it'll feel, you'll all, you know, your physical body will, will gather that data through your energy body, and you'll begin to notice little tingles or if something's not feeling good, you might begin to notice like a, a desire to move away, sort of a leaning back or a clenching, right? And that's just useful information. You're, you're, you know, notice when your thoughts turn a little negative or a little judgy or when your emotions start to feel dense. And that's really useful information. So, um, you know, just beginning to notice that data from your different parts of yourself. And then from there, have some tools, again, to like support yourself. So one thing that you can do right away is just some shielding, energetic shielding, which could be as simple as imagining either a column or a sphere of energy around your body and just setting the strong intention that only love and light energy is allowed within your sphere and it's protecting you. And so then you can go out and about and you can you can be you know you can engage with people, you can be compassionate, you can be friendly, but you also have the sphere of protection so you're not absorbing data and energy that doesn't belong to you. Oh yeah. We do too much of that, don't we? Absorbing all of that. Oh, yeah. You know, we go out in the world and we feel stuff and we get tugged and pulled in different directions because that's how we engage, right? That's, we're here, we're connection entities. We are, 
humans are designed for connection. So it's very easy to get pulled and tugged. You can just sit in your home and watch the news and feel pulled and tugged, right? Um, so even shielding yourself when you're, anytime you're in a space where something's not feeling comfortable, whether it's news coming at you or a phone call with someone going through a hard time or um, being out and about in the world, you can shield yourself with that energy of your essence, your, your alignment with your own divine self. This is where we're truly supposed to be receiving vital force energy, right? From, from source directly to us right here in our heart center. But a lot of times that conditioning of which you mentioned in our culture guides us to, to, to receive energy from other people. When we're feeling depleted, it can be really easy to want to lean on somebody and be like, oh, I need help. <laughs> um, and it can be easy for those of us who are empathic to want to give that help, right? Oh, yeah. But actually, the true source of our most aligned vital force energy is directly from source to us. So supporting people to, you know, we obviously can express compassion and support for people and help people, but energetically and emotionally, we're only, you know, we're really called to be in this balanced giving and receiving flow. And when we're giving too much or we're receiving more than we're giving, then we're out of balance. And that's not a benefit to anyone, definitely not the person that we think we're helping because it lets them off the hook of figuring out their journey to, to open up that source connection for themselves. So. That's one of the pieces that as humans we're figuring out right now. How do we do yeah. this? I love, so I can see you right now, but I love the visual you were giving. <laughs> the, yeah, that's right. She's making kind of a, a sideways eight back and forth. Yeah, that infinity symbol. Giving and receiving. That's actually a really good technology too, Lori, to bring up. Uh, I learned this tool from a woman, um, forgetting her first name, but I think her, her last name is Fitzgerald. And uh, she talks about the infinity, infinity symbol of water. And so she talks about how when you can go out and about, and if you see somebody who's struggling or somebody who could use a, you know, is maybe not having a good day, you can send them this. Imagine uh, that sideways figure eight, that infinity symbol flowing out from your heart center to them. Or you could imagine it from source to them, you know, or from the earth to them. And just just trust that that flow of divine energy is landing for them. And that's super useful. I do it for my kids sometimes when they're far away from me or when, you know, they're not wanting to connect directly. We are so powerful. And even though we can't see these connections we have with each other, there they are. They're absolutely yeah. I love that so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It feels good to do it too, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, you know who also works with that symbol is Donna Eden, who is an um, energy medicine practitioner. She created this whole modality, and um, she told a story about her daughter who was in the hospital. I can't remember what physical issue was going on, but she was really, like, her. some of her vital organs were going offline. She was in oh, danger of passing and Donna was in the corner of the room and all the medical practitioner you know the doctors and all the nurses were there taking care of her daughter and Donna was in the corner and she kept, just started doing these huge <laughs> infinity symbols in the energy of the room 
and she is convinced that that had a big that had a significant impact on her daughter and she stabilized that day and, and oh I love fun. that gosh yeah makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So can you also, for anyone who might not understand what soul alignment is, can you kind yeah. of explain what that is? Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for asking. Um, so I think of alignment like um, when all, there's so many aspects to us. There's the mind, there's the heart, there's our physical body, our energy body, our spiritual selves. And even even all that within each of those layers, there's aspects. So it's easy sometimes to get scattered or to get fragmented. And so alignment to me really speaks about coming into coherence, coming into balance, into harmony with those aspects of ourselves. And so, so and I just see it like syncing up, you know, just syncing up. And so, and it's true that when we're synced up, we notice we notice the balance and the harmony so when you put your hand on your heart and take some breaths nice slow inhales and exhales you actually feel a shift in your physical body because your your body is is coming back in it's coming into stronger coherence your heartbeat is slowing down your brainwave states are slowing down your digestion is coming into better balance there's, you know, the science is telling us about how this happens and they've researched it. And so it's the same with these other aspects of ourselves as well. We kind of just come into sinking in alignment and we know it's happening because it feels so good. When I talk with families and I talk with kids, I call it the heart zone, the soul alignment, this whole system alignment is, I call it heart zone because this is where you're fully connected. And everything is right with the world. It doesn't matter if it's actually, you know, you can see issues over there and you can see issues over there. You're feeling that feeling that it's all okay. Everything is right with the world and you can still be in joy. You can still be in peace and happiness. And we all know that feeling, right? So yeah. alignment. And we all slip out of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So many things that pull us out of it. But, <laughs> but the more we can make that our baseline, our like go-to as often as possible, the more we're going to notice when we're slipping, right? Yeah. Slip out of it. In my family work, I call that going to the edge. It's like we go to the edge and um, that's where our emotions start to get dense, where the meltdowns for kids start to happen, where we start to uh, disconnect from each other, you know, like you can, you notice you can start to get a little triggered. And the challenge is that actually a lot of people spend a lot of time on the edge, you yeah. know, they're not feeling happy. They're not feeling happy. They're not super depressed. They're not off the edge. They're not in the outer realm, but they're also not like in that zone of joy and peace and happy. So, that's that's the journey that's the journey is like how do we how to bring in the practices and tools and recognize that that edge is it is a decision it is a choice and as often as we don't feel that when we're there right it's really yeah. easy and be like this is because reality is tough there's a lot of challenge out there and so 
to take charge of your emotional well-being is a biggie. Um, that's what I love to offer up in my work as well as like how to take charge of that and, and um, be empowered to get ourselves back into the heart zone because that truly is our place of biggest impact. We can't help anybody in the edge zone because all we're doing is stirring up the density, stirring up the drama, but from the heart zone, we are super powerful. That's when we're aligned with the soul, right? With our, with our soul family, all the energetic resources we spoke to are available from the heart zone. And kind of that, that whole idea about, you know, taking care of ourselves, you know, the, the whole idea right. about if you're on the airplane, put your mask on first so you can care for others. Yeah. And it's yeah. taking care of yourself so you can be more um, available and, and better to help others as well. Yes, absolutely. It, it makes so much sense. It's our first place of impact. Start here and then, and then we can go out. Well, and I, I just thought about this right now. I, I don't know if you have an opinion about this, but um, something when I'm, I've been talking to more and more people who are dealing with emotional um, challenges and, and I know myself from being on like, and I, I understand sometimes people do need medication, you know, medication can be good um, yeah. for people. Um, I know myself, I had taken a while back, I had taken antidepressants and, and I felt that it just numbed me. And, and I feel mm -hmm. like um, that too is, is for people to be aware of that because I feel like it almost like, I don't know, would it block your energy or you can't totally feel everything. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say about that. Yeah. I thought of. Yeah. Right now. I, I do. I have so much compassion for, for those who are in need of that assistance. And I ha I'm sure it can be helpful for a time, but you're right. If, if you're having a numbing experience, what we're we are really here to feel fully and anything that keeps us back from feeling fully is is not in our highest interest in the long in the long range right for the for the for the goal of being fully embodied here on the planet to be of service to be contributing in any way that our soul has chosen to or that we, in collaboration with our soul, because we have free will choice, um, we're here to, yeah, those, those lines of connection will get muddied the more we are unable to feel. So our, our access to those portals of connection are truly through the feeling body. And yeah. so, um, yeah, Michael Brown wrote a book called The Presence Process really beautiful book and he actually lays out a 10-week process to it's like a do-it-yourself process to develop um that ability to feel and in that process heal yourself from any challenge you're experiencing including depression including physical pain and he says that the goal is not to feel better the goal is to feel more fully mm -hmm. and i love that. i love that because as we because what we do when we're feeling really fully is that we're transmuting dense energy. And the, the world, the planet is full of dense energy seeking to be transmuted, seeking to be integrated. That's, those are the wounds that we're seeking to heal. 
and it's all a process of transmutation for healing. And so, so yeah, that's really beneficial when we can get to the place where we can allow ourselves to feel fully. And I understand that can be a big challenge, especially for those who have, have early childhood trauma or karmic trauma or genetic trauma that, that is coming up to be healed. And, and it will, it will, because trauma is always seeking to be healed. So I just have so much compassion for those of us who are on the path to, to do that work. You know, heal the energy that's seeking to be healed through you. And, um, and I, I'm so available to anyone who would love support because sometimes you you shouldn't we're not meant to do it by ourselves right oh yeah islands here right we're part of this big ocean together so lean into support lean into you spoke of having sessions with energy it's not hard to find an energy practitioner who resonates for you seek until you find someone that offers a service that feels good to you step into that circle of support and you can do so much transmuting of those dense energies in that safe space and um super valuable for the planet yeah. and for you and for your family so thank you for sharing that experience of having recognized that you know there's a lot of numbing agents in our culture too right oh we yeah into we lean into sometimes you know any you know it could be a glass of wine at the end of the day or it could be um, you know, an iPhone, it could be chocolate. <laughs> Some things, they, they're very simple, but sometimes they have the same effect of numbing us to our experience. And there's not a, it's not a wrong thing to, to lean into that, but sometimes you might recognize it and you might be like, oh, you know what? I think I'm not going to do that for a time and notice if I notice a difference and see if there's a, an aspect of my life that's needing attention that maybe I haven't wasn't aware of because I was leaning into this thing. Right. Oh, yeah. Conscious engagement is what I highly recommend. You know, if you're leaning into a tool for a time, a coping mechanism for a time, just be conscious and set your intention of, you know, when you want to engage and when you choose not to. That's great. Great advice. Yeah. Mm. So, Thank you so much, Karen, for bringing your wisdom and your gifts here today. I appreciate it so much. Can you share so what some of your offerings are? You have some offerings. I do. Yeah. So um, I do soul profile Akashic readings. I have a very simple reading that I'm offering at the moment. And I wanted to give your listeners a special discount if they're feeling inspired. And so I have that, it's called an Akashic Alignment Reading, and I'm offering a 15% discount for any of Lori's listeners from now until the end of 2019. And all you have to do is follow the links that you'll see in the show notes and use a coupon code Lori, and you'll receive <laughs> that. I'm so happy to connect with you. Um, I also am very active on Facebook, and I have uh, some Facebook groups where I offer a lot of free content and interviews and connections so you're welcome to locate me there as well i love your facebook lives oh thank you yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna be doing more interviews too so maybe you can pop on live with me someday Lori. Oh, i'd love to yeah that would be really fun you're you said facebook what is it is it just under your name 
Um, my Facebook group is Karen Murphy Energy Alignment. And my website is KarenMurphyCoaching.com. I think I have a meditation that you can sign up for there too in my, on my website if you want to join my email list. Wonderful. Meditation. Thank you so much, Karen, for being here on this 11 11th, 2018. That's right. <laughs> it's an auspicious day. It's a pleasure. A pleasure, Lori. Thank you so much Thank for holding you. this space. If you are ready to dedicate 21 days to vibrant and mindful living, take the online course. I personally walk you through the seven energy centers or chakras. If you want more energy and balance in your life, both physically and emotionally, this could be right for you. Balanced energy centers are energy centers with good energy flow. This helps us to move through transitions in our life with grace and ease. Once you go through this course, you will have an empowering toolbox and solid self-care routine. To join and find out when the next course will be, go to laurielachan.com and register or get on the waiting list. Thanks so much for joining us on Coffee and Chi. If you enjoyed this episode, please share. 